You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. And it's Monday, and I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hey, Dolphins, another Another happy, victory Monday. Happy, 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 happy Monday. You got to throw Sorry, five happies good. in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, five straight wins. Yeah. So, yeah. Happy for each one, Mike. Well, you know, I, I, I predicted them to lose this past game because I thought the Chargers' offense was going to move the ball on our defense, you know, with the, the receivers that they have and the tight end that they have. I really didn't see any way we were going to be able to cover everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wrong. Right. Uh, I was flat wrong because they did. They shut them down. Yes, they did. They shut them down. The corners, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, as, as we look at – the free agent signings and, you know, how we went about the draft, uh, you're seeing results from that. I mean, picking up Jones as a free agent right now, I mean, you've got your two corners locking down on really good receiver tandems week in and week out. I mean, you think about the tandems we've gone up against this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go to – you go to um, the Rams and you have Woods and you have Coop and then you had Metcalf and uh, who's the other fella over there? Lockett. And then this past week and then last week. I mean, you know, it's a, these guys that they're going up against. I mean, these are some of the better wide receiver tandems in the NFL week in and week out. And I'll tell you what, you know, week in and week out, these guys are getting the job done. And, um, I can't say enough about it. I mean, it frees up other players, Mike. You know, when when you can lock your two guys down on the outside on the other two teams' wide receivers and not worry worry sure. about them, it makes everybody else's job easier. It makes everybody else's job easier, especially and, the defensive coordinator, because he can do just about anything from there. Mike, you you look at the numbers yesterday, right, in regard to the amount of times that um, their wide receivers were targeted. And, uh, and this is just targeted. Um, you know, you're looking at Keenan Allen seven times, three catches for 39 yards. He did get a touchdown late. That was his biggest play of the game. Mike Williams, five targets, two receptions, 38 yards. I mean, you're talking about That's two crazy. really good receivers, yep. and they just absolutely shut them down. Um, you know, they, they I'll tell you, you know, the more you watch, the more you understand – the philosophy and the logic behind what they did. Um, you know, let's throw Needham in the mix, right? A guy that was a, you know, he's a, a rookie free agent last year, got a lot of playing time uh, right off the bat. You know, what does he do, Mike? He makes, you know, a big play, you know, he yeah. has a big sack. Um, later on, he made a big play as well. Um, you know, in regard to uh, special teams, I believe it was. Or uh, no, no, no. He knocked a pass down on their second possession. He made a great play on Keenan Allen. He was covering Allen. And uh, do you remember the play where he kind of like went over his back and smacked it away? Yep. It was about 15, 20 yards downfield. Yep. I mean, this is, you I was know, waiting you, for a flag. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he, he played it pretty well. Oh, I know it was clean. 
It was clean. And um, what I'm getting at is this, is that we understand now what they were doing, you know, in regard to our last draft pick um, this past year. There's a lot of depth in that secondary right now. Boy, I'll tell you what, you can't have enough cornerbacks. And it's, you know, it's, listen, it's showing on the field week in and week out in regard to what we're doing defensively. And hopefully Benogany steps up and uh, becomes part of that rotation and uh, somebody we can count on going forward. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how many plays. I mean, you could probably look at something and see how many plays he was on the field this past week. I don't think it was much. I, I saw him out there once or twice, but I don't think it was much. Right. I think we saw more of Needham. And, yep. and you know, that's the other thing that this team does is, you know, they don't care where you were drafted. I mean, you know, Needham wasn't drafted and he's playing over our first round pick, basically, is what I was getting at. That's why I had asked you if he had played much at all, because Needham obviously was on the field. I saw a lot more of him yesterday than I did uh, being so you want to know something interesting? <laughs> Go ahead. Just flip to the offensive side of the ball for a second. Sure. Uh, you know, Flores benched Kendley last week. Mm-hmm. He started him yesterday. Wow. He had a clean game. <laughs> how about that, huh? So, yeah. you know, the guy knows how to motivate people. He, he sure does, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's really, really fun to watch because they're not – you know, they're, they're going into practice week in and week out, and whoever deserves playing time is getting the playing time. Whoever's doing their job in practice is on the field on Sunday. And as it should yeah, be. The logic, right, as it should be. And I don't know if that's been the case in years past. I really no, don't. Guys get these. comfortable when they, they just they locked in, whether they're producing or not. I mean, we've seen it over and over and over, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Flores is no nonsense and uh, he's fair. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he gave Kinley another chance, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's good. That's good. So, whatever he learned from the past week is great. Hopefully, he carries it forward. Exactly. So you you know, and speaking of Kinley, Mike, you know he mm-hmm. he was uh, he was taken with one of the picks we got from the Texans. So yeah, it was uh, a fourth round pick, I believe. Right. Um, I don't know how that wound up going that way, but um, when I was looking up Kinley, you know, I saw that um, he was acquired through the trade with the Texans. So when you think about that trade right now, you know, it's looking pretty good because you basically got two offensive linemen for one and you saved yourself a hell of a lot of money in the process at this point. Right. And you still got a couple of picks coming next year. And exactly. And we still have two more picks next year. So if they hit on those, I mean, what a fantastic trade for us. I mean, yes. honestly, you know, it's great, great stuff. Yeah, they but, got robbed. Uh, I mean, they really did. They 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 robbed the Texans. And, they, you know, uh, that coach was – Desperate, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fact that we're going to be, I mean, the Texans lost again. Let's talk about that for one second. Yeah. They lost again yesterday. So um, it's looking more and more like we may very well have a top 10 pick from them in the first round and the second round. And my goodness, I mean, you can't say enough about having, you know, that luxury going into next year's draft or this year's draft, I should right. say. So um, anyway. Let's, uh, let's get to the game, you know, some of the fun stuff in the game there. Huh? Before we do, I, I sure. just want to talk about complimentary football. Okay. Lewis, when was the last time we saw both a good offense and a good defense together for the Dolphins? Mm-hmm. 
And special teams you can yeah. throw in there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How long has it been? It's been a good while. Absolutely. It's been a really good while. Well, well, Mike, honestly, I I can't remember the time a, a time of late where we had a, a really solid unit in gener- general on either side of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, can you? You probably have to go back to, you know, uh, Madison and, and Sertan and those guys. On the defense On the side. defense, yep. On the offensive side, maybe the year maybe to some extent, Pennington. Yeah, you know when they were yeah, when they were running the, um, Wild the Wildcat, and they were somewhat successful there. Um, you know, I mean, that's it. I mean, and that that's over what a twenty year period. So yeah. I mean, you know, we're <laughs> you know we're not talking about. You're, you're absolutely right. We're not talking about anything that that's happened of late. I mean, this is. This is really fun to watch. No, a generation has grown up and not seen it. Let's put it that way. Yep. Uh, Two you generations. Know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're seeing an offense that can make a play. We're seeing a defense that can make a play. And we're seeing special teams that are making plays. Yes. Yesterday, it was the punt block uh, that gave the Dolphins a first and goal at the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. Uh, then later you had Howard's interception and return that set up Miami at the Chargers 32. Mm-hmm. Against Arizona, Shaq Lawson had that fumble return for a touchdown after uh, Agba strip-sacked the quarterback. Mm-hmm. In the Rams game, there was uh, Andrew Van Ginkle's fumble return for a touchdown, again caused by Agba. Right. Uh, you also had Jakeem Grant's punt return for a touchdown and the uh, strip-sack by Lawson that Van Noy recovered and returned to the one-yard line. That's five touchdowns in the last three games, pretty much produced by defense and special teams. <laughs> Outstanding. That's complimentary football. Absolutely. And it's always something that as we watched games together or, you know, we talk on the phone as we're watching the games in, in separate areas. That's we what other teams do. <laughs> yeah. We, it's like, God dang it. Why can't we make uh-huh. plays like this? You know, we have them go against us, but why can, why can we not? come up with plays and ju- let's just think about the names you just mentioned okay you talked about needham okay uh-huh. the sack this is on the right. first series of the game needham the sack van ginkle what round was he drafted in mike third fourth i don't i don't remember at this point fifth he was a, he was a later round pick yeah probably right. fourth or fifth okay and then you have ahmad ahmed who scores the touchdown for us uh the free agent rookie right yeah wasn't drafted. These are the guys that were productive right at the start of the game. These weren't first-round picks. That's right. (laughs) They weren't big free agent signings. These guys are part of a football team, as you mentioned, complementary. And all of those names that we just talked about are guys that are being productive and they're, you know, again, they're not, they're not big signings, not big, not big free, uh, not big draft picks. Well, but Agba, big- Lawson, and, and Van Noy were all free agents, but they weren't the type of free agents that we had been signing in years past. You know, the top dollar guys like Sue and uh, LRB and those type of guys. Right. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily. T- I'm talking about on our first possession, the guys that produced. Gotcha. Now th- those guys as well were basically under the radar signings and Agba's becoming a, I mean, right now you'd have to, you know, you have to talk about him being in the Pro Bowl. I mean, he's been one of the most productive defensive ends in the NFL up to this point. So, 
you know, the fact that you got him at the numbers that you got him at was just a fantastic signing. And Lawson's done a solid job. But again, Mike, you know, we can go on and on and on about the guys on this football team. I mean, you think about Smite, the tight end, and you think about Sheehan, the other tight end, and what, what they've been doing week in and week out. They've all come up with productive plays. And the list goes on and on and on. I mean, it's just one guy after another. And, um, you know, we're, <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it, it's really fun to watch. And you're seeing a team. You know, there's a team concept. There's team philosophy. Um, you're not seeing many mistakes over the course of a game. I mean, they're playing clean football week in and week out. And, you know, it all comes, it all go, it all falls back on Flores. I mean, I've been saying this week in and week out. And you know, we can't give this guy enough credit. I mean, when you're no, going you out, you really can't. You can't. You can't do it. I mean, you're watching this team week in and week out, and, you know, this just doesn't happen. I mean, we've gone through how many coaches to where, you know, we didn't see this type of football. And so quickly, I mean, think about this. They were talking about a three-, four-year rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. This is his second year of rebuild. (laughs) I mean, look at where they are right now. I mean, It's fair to say they're ahead of schedule. Uh, I think, Mike, I think they're above and beyond the head of schedule. I mean, you know, the fact that they're, what are they, six and three now? Yeah. I mean, that that's unbelievable if you think about it. I mean, it truly is. The fact that, you know, you've got so many different guys on this football team starting and, and being productive than you did last year. I mean, it's a completely different football team. And, and um, if you just watch them, when they run back to the sidelines and even on the field, they are a tight group. You can mm-hmm. tell that they are really a tight group. They're pulling for each other. They're enjoying mm-hmm. each other. It's a lot of fun to watch. It sure is. It really, really is. Um you know, at the the play yesterday from a lot of guys. I mean, this this Van Van Ginkle is just coming up with plays. He plays with his hair on fire. Game <laughs> game in and game out. Uh, you know, he's he he's been outstanding. Um, there there's a lot of guys, Mike. You know that we can talk about. I mean, this kid Ahmed ran the ball very well yesterday. He did. And he had a little bit of burst to him. He he had a little bit of burst, but you know what, Mike? There were there were lanes to run through. Um, they were consistently solid yesterday. I felt the offensive line did a really nice job yesterday. Um, I don't know what they graded at. I don't um, either. I haven't looked. Yeah, but um, you know he averaged over four yards a carry. I met. Uh, he had a long of eighteen. Well, I don't think Tua was sacked yesterday, right? No, he was not sacked. Yeah, so yesterday. That, I mean, they must have done okay. They had him one time. And yeah, my, right. And he, and he slipped away. And he slipped away and he damn near hit Grant. Oh, that would have been nice. He yeah, was just, that, he, would have, that would have been just a little more air. Yeah, he rushed it a little yeah. bit. He rushed it, but, you know, I mean, this is a guy that's in his third start of the season. I think as, you know, as time passes, you're he'll gonna, make that play. He'll yes. make that play yes. later on. He'll realize yes. that, you know, that he's got a little bit more I time. I heard him say yesterday the game is starting to slow down for him. So that's a good thing. And, and yes. we all know that takes time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Listen, you know, week in and week out, it's a different challenge. And, uh, you know, playing quarterback in the NFL, 
<laughs> we watched Brady just get annihilated by the Saints uh, uh, a Monday ago or whatever night that was on. I can't remember if it was a Monday or a Thursday night game, but you know, a, a guy that's been in the NFL all those years, he looked absolutely horrible. So it's not an easy position to play. No, we, it's not. We Brady's know that. A bad game. I mean, you know, guys yeah. that are good struggle. So, you know, obviously mm-hmm. guys who are new to the league are going to struggle too at times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we, and we talked about this yesterday as well, the fact that I don't think – I made the comment to you yesterday. I don't think they've really let this guy loose yet. I think they're playing very no, – We agree on that. Yeah. I mean, and and you said, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we both agreed on it. We think that we have not seen them just let it go yet. They haven't I think had to. They haven't had to. Exactly. I mean – and you know what? I'm okay with that because as the season progresses – uh, you know, there's going to come a point where we are going to need that. And hopefully, you know, he's ready at that point because, you know, we talked about this December schedule and uh, it's tough. You know, we've got it a couple is. got a couple games on the schedule coming up that, um, you know, are winnable games now that you're looking at them, Denver and the Jets. And then, it, you know, it gets a little bit tougher after that. So, yeah, we got the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Bills. And who's the other one? Uh, the Raiders. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. I and mean, that's there. That's in Las Vegas. That's in Vegas. Um, but uh, you know, going on the road doesn't hurt. I mean, doesn't uh, doesn't hurt us. Up Not to so this much point. this year. I think. No. I think they're like I said uh, a show ago. I think the home road records are pretty even. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Talk about Ogbo. He has the uh, second longest current streak in the NFL for sacks. He's tied for the second longest in Dolphins history. He's got uh, six games with a sack, and the other two players that have done that from Miami are Jason Taylor and Doug Betters. Now, Taylor actually had eight sacks in 2002, and he had six game sack streaks in uh, 2000 and 2003. Betters had a six-game streak in 83. So he's joining some elite company there. Yeah, I'd say so, sure. Absolutely. Betters was player of the year, and uh, Taylor's a Hall of Famer. So, you know, definitely elite company. Good company to, to be in. And I'll tell you, you know, again, I you know, I'll go back. I made the comment that he's, you know, he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. And um, every single week you see him coming up with plays. And, um, you know, the plays that you don't see, Mike, uh, I'm sure he's doing a great job otherwise. You know, um, sometimes, you know, just sealing off the outside or clogging up the middle, you know, doing his job in that aspect, we're not necessarily seeing because you don't. You know, you see the big sacks and the strip sacks and all that type of stuff. But um, they seem to be doing an extremely good job, especially the last couple of weeks against the run. Um, You know, last week against Arizona, they didn't really have much of a running game. You're not seeing these big chunk plays. I mean, God, do you remember last year? Some of the games the last couple of years where teams were just every single time, you know, they touched the ball. It was eight, nine yards. And, you know, that's when Sua was here too. I mean – you know, they've really done a solid job. That would have been the year before last then. Well, yeah, I yeah. said over the last couple yeah. of years. I mean, not only last year, but the year prior. I mean, you know, you're seeing a whole different type of defense. Uh, you're not seeing big chunk runs. Um, 
you know, of late. They're, they're doing a really, really solid job. So it's not only the big strip sacks. I think, you know, they're doing doing the job otherwise when you don't really see it happening, you know. Well, but they, you know, they have 15 games forcing a turnover in a row. And uh, wow. Xavier Howard has something to do with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, all the question marks about him and the talk about trading him and, you know, and whatnot. I mean, how could you? <laughs> you? You can't. I mean, you know, th- we talked about that and we said there's no way. I mean, it's if, so if, hard to duplicate that. I just oh, don't I don't let that guy go. You can't let him go, because if you do, you're right back to square one. I mean, we listen, we saw this defense struggle when both of our corners were not on the field. When Jones was hurt those two, three games, we struggled on the opposite side because they're not going to throw at Howard. They're going to pick on the opposite side of the field. So, you know, again, the philosophy of, you know, having two shutdown corners was a great, you know, just a great game plan by, by well, the Well, it allows uh, them the to run that zero coverage and uh, mm-hmm. do it successfully. I mean, Absolutely. That's a big part of their defense. You know, we, without either one of those guys, you really don't risk that. Exactly. And you know what? They're winning. They're winning battles. They really are. I mean, they're winning battles. I mean, even against Seattle, I know Metcalf had a couple of big plays, but – you know, you take that one play away late in the game. Um, you know, he didn't have a great game. Lockett didn't do much at all that whole game. So um, you have to give these guys credit. I mean, they have the name on their, you know, on their back, right? You know, you look How at it. How did Hopkins Jones- do yesterday compared to the week before? Who's that? How did Hopkins do yesterday compared to the week before? You know, it's interesting because I don't, I don't know. I know he had the big touchdown at the end, but otherwise – I'm not sure what type of game he had, Mike. I didn't look at the numbers for that game, you know, um, but... uh, Well, I know he had 40-something yards on the touchdown. (laughs) Right. And, you know, that was, you know, that was great and all. But, you know, over the course of the game, I'm not sure what he did. I do know that uh, that game was, boy, I'll tell you, Buffalo seemed to have that game in control. And then Arizona took control. And then, you know, Allen went down, just threw a great pass. They they went ahead and then you know what happened thereafter. Murray is magic. Yeah, he's just unbelievable. I mean, and and you know what, Mike, I, I talk about this all the time too. You know, when when you're we're playing the same teams everybody else is, and you you saw what the Rams did yesterday, right? Yep. The Rams just they beat Seattle up pretty doggone good yesterday. And this is a team that we just beat up pretty good ourselves just a couple of weeks ago. So. You know, we can't be discredited in any way, shape, or form. You got to give this coaching staff and the team all the credit in the world because they're beating some of the best. And, and Lewis, I think they are intimidating people. Yeah, they are. The, the teams know that. Yeah, it, it's funny because I said it a couple of weeks ago that teams cannot take us for granted. And I don't think they are anymore. But. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, you just <laughs> you can't do anything about it. I mean, they shut a good charger offense down yesterday, as you mentioned. And I mean, he's a young quarterback, but you could tell the Dolphins were in his head. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He was Mike. His numbers yesterday were just not good at all. I mean, you saw his ability. You know, as you watched some of the plays that he made and whatnot, but they they basically took took them right out of the game, their whole offense. I mean, they struggled. They really did. Um, 
you know, they got back in the game a little bit. I mean, we really, really should have went up 21 nothing. It was a 14-point swing on that fumble. I don't know what the hell our, our center was going through yesterday, but he had a couple of those Wet in hands. the first half. He, he said he said his he was having a problem with moisture. Yeah, well, I'll tell because you what. He I, had one almost slip of a few plays before, the one where uh, Tua threw to Parker. Right, exactly. Um and, uh, you know, did, I, I hope you watched the game last night because that's where I could understand it, you know, with <laughs> exactly. a torrential yeah. rainstorm. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> he had to change his towel or something. I Figure know, something but, out, buddy, because yeah. that that's – I mean, Mike, I'll tell you what. That really, really could that have hurt. been a major, major play in that ball game. I mean, you go against a little bit better team, you know, mm-hmm. when we're playing the Ravens or, you know, a team like you know, Kansas City, for example, you can't make those type of mistakes. And and that's very frustrating because all that is is execution. Um, it has nothing to do with giving the other team credit, you know, um, stripping it or whatever. Right. You're shooting yourself in the foot. It, it's it's and and at at that point in the game where we had an opportunity to go up twenty one or at least seventeen to nothing, I mean it was crucial. It put them back in the game, and you know, and uh, you know, it, it's frustrating to watch. I understand. Listen, we're all human. We make mistakes, but um, you know that happened twice in the first half, and and both well, of I them. I think you know after really it damaged, happened on the Parker play, he should have taken care of it. Exactly. When it happened the second time, right. you know, it's then you gotta say, hey, you know, yeah, that's kind of on the play. Dry your friggin' hands off before you snap the ball for the yeah. love of God. Wipe it yeah. on the the player that's gonna nail you in the head, you know, uh, two seconds later. Just reach <laughs> yeah. out and touch them, you know, before the refs see it. <laughs> that's that's a whole other story. But uh yeah. you know, I mean, look, mistakes are gonna happen, and obviously it happened. It was it was tough because we were really gaining momentum in that game, and you really felt like it would have been twenty one nothing. You really felt like they weren't gonna be stopped. Oh, after uh, that, I mean, if they got got them down twenty one nothing, I mean, I think it was just you know over at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was a weird game to me, Mike. I don't know if you got the same feel for it, but to me, it seemed like. Um, on the offensive side, it was it was just yeah, kind of like we talked about it yesterday. They were kind of yeah. out of sorts. They weren't quite in gear, right? They were go, kind of going through the motions. I mean, you know, there were a few guys that had, um, you know, Grant. I think had one of the better games. Ahmed had a had a really solid yeah. game. I mean, yeah. past that, you know, you didn't see a lot of production out of anybody i mean even uh to his numbers you know 169 yards i mean he didn't need to do much more than that and and you know what that's what's so great about this is that you know would you rather have a game where and and it, it's hard to compare this but you know fitzy was throwing for over 300 yards it seemed like every week different different and, philosophy when he was in the game and we were losing but I, the defense wasn't really playing as well as they are Correct. right now either. So Correct. I can't, we can't really, you know, we can't fault him. But I listen, I'll take the two numbers of 169 over the 300 yard passing days with, you know, Parker going over 100 and this guy having 80 yards and the win. I'll take the win any day of the week. And, um, you know, they're managing the game on offense. 
And the defense is, is like you mentioned earlier, the defense and the special teams are really putting us in, in really good positions. I mean, week in and week out, it seems well, like again, every single week. You have to give Flores and his staff credit because they decided to make the quarterback change. And mm-hmm. they're managing it appropriately. Mm-hmm. They're taking some of the pressure off the quarterback. They're getting a little more aggressive on defense. They're picking their spots. They're not, you know, they're not blitzing every play. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they're doing is working because that early pressure that they're getting is getting in these quarterbacks' heads. Yes. And, and then it's just a matter of picking your spots and, you know, mixing it up. And they are mixing it up, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, I you know, we talk about Flores, but the defensive coordinator. Boyer. Yeah, I mean, he, he's doing an outstanding job, Mike. I mean, this reminds you of a New England Patriot defense, doesn't well, it? It is. I mean, it basically is. I mean, it basically is. I mean, you've got the corner, the lockdown corners. Uh, you know, they went with basically the same type of philosophy. You yeah, know, during the game last night, they said the Patriots run that zero coverage about 10% of the time. Yep. And, you know, when you look at the Patriots and you look at their defense, you always felt that they had really, really solid corners over the years. You know, they, they made sure that they had solid cornerbacks. Sure. And then the rest of the team was built on guys just making a play here, or making a play guys. there. Yep. Right. Different parts, different, you know, different schemes and uh, different players on the field in those situations. And, and that's what's going on right now. I mean, you're watching it. And uh, it, it's you know, it, it's just it's productive and it's just a lot of fun to watch. I mean, every single week you turn it on and you're like, oh, my God, look at this. They're doing it again. They start right off the bat and, you know, with with plays early in games and then late in games, they tend to make plays, too. I mean, the, the interception by Howard. Uh, you know, we have to talk about that a little bit because the momentum was swinging a little bit in in, in their direction at that right. point. Right, you just felt kind of uneasy, you know. It was at that point in the game where you felt like anything goes wrong, we're in trouble. Exactly. And they had the football and they had an opportunity to, I think, pull ahead at that point. I think yep. it was, what, 17-14? And um, you can't say enough about that interception. I mean, you know, it, it, it was a big, big play for us, no question. And um, Howard had something to say about it. He said it was a great call from the coaches, and uh, he thought he made a great play on the ball. It changed the momentum. Mm -hmm. Uh, The offense ended up scoring. I just feel like I'm getting better. This team had uh, 15 games forcing a turnover in a row, and Howard's a big reason why. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And he's been healthy. Uh-huh. All the health concerns behind him, I think everybody's forgotten about. And, you know, listen, going forward, you know, while we're on the health situation, you know, it, it, it's key that we stay healthy. But let's let's throw in the fact, Mike. I, I do that, think we need to consider that Wilkins out yesterday I heard that, a little bit. That's exactly what I was just going to no, say. Okay. That, that No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. The fact that Wilkins was not on the field yesterday and they played as well as they did. I mean, they did beat us up a little bit in the middle of the field. You know, they were running the ball up the middle a lot with Balazs on that one drive, and it just seemed like he was getting four or five yards yeah, every time. Yeah, the middle was soft. The middle was soft. But uh, understandable, right? You know, as I said to you at some point yesterday, you know, we lost Gotchow and then we lost Wilkins. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're down to our third and fourth linemen, you know. Yes. So you you expect there to be a drop off. 
Yep, absolutely. And, you know, we were concerned about that, you know, going into this game, the fact that we weren't going to have him. And, you know, it, it, it could have been a major, major issue, but they did a pretty solid job otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they took control of the game early. And, um, you know, by they jumping fo- out to that big lead, the run wasn't something they were going to be able to stay with. Exactly. Exactly. It took them somewhat out of their game plan. You know, they kept, you know, they kept trying to get back into the game, you yes. know, for the, you know, they kept chasing us the whole game. And, uh, you know, you can't run, Balage is not spectacular. We know that, you know, we're all very, fam- all Dolphin fans are very familiar with what he brings to the table. When you're chasing the whole game, it makes it very, very difficult to just sit there and run the ball and have him, you know, get three, four yards of carry yeah, and I mean, try look, to win the football game. If you're game Miami's defense there, you're saying, okay, get your three or four yards, and by the time you get down the field, we're going to steal the ball from you. Exactly. And, you know, we're going to hold you to a field goal or whatever the case right. may be. I mean, you know, uh, the, the guys all across the board, you know, I felt uh, are doing a good job. You know, all the guys in the secondary, the two safeties, uh, the offensive line. We had a couple of um, what were they? False starts yesterday. Yeah, I mean, a few more than you'd like to see. A couple more, but you know, on the defensive side, I mean, you just don't see the stupidity that you have in years past. You know, just. just I mean, it, you over- know why nobody's trying to guess the snap count anymore? You know, they go when the ball is snapped. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I listen. I don't. <laughs> that's probably one of many reasons, Mike. I don't know, but all I could tell you is, is that when you're watching clean feet of football, uh, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. I mean, I, I remember, you know, in years past, and I mean, you know, we keep talking about two decades, and and that's pretty accurate. And you know, you just come, you just go into your, you know, into your room wherever you're watching a football game, and. You're thinking to yourself, okay, how are they going to shoot themselves in the foot today? And how many times are they going to shoot themselves in the foot today? Right. And and you don't go, you know, of late, you know, I'm getting used to the fact that they're just not doing that type type of stuff anymore. And it's 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 just so much more enjoyable. You know, you're not frustrated. Again, it's coaching. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he prioritizes them not making mistakes, and you see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, Sanders, you know, we could talk about him a little bit. Um, yeah, it was sad to see a streak stop. But, absolutely. you know, the, the announcers have to mention it every time the guy is seen on TV. Jinx, right? Yes. I mean, enough already with his, you know, kick so many in a row. Every time he came up to kick, they were mentioning it. It was irritating. Yeah, he did so, bounce back in, what was it, a 50-yarder right after the miss? Yes, yes, which yeah. was great to see that they gave him another opportunity. You know, it just worked out that way because mm-hmm. you don't want him carrying that with him. You want him over it, and he got over it because he had another opportunity right away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, he, he played, you know, he he's continued. God, our punter's been fantastic as well. I mean. Two great sp- kickers right now. Special teams, you mentioned Grant's returns. I mean, every single time he touches the ball, you know, you're like, he oh, wow. He is so funny. He yeah. is so funny to watch because he's either dropping the ball and picking it up 
or he's tripping over his own feet, <laughs> or he's running 40 yards, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's just real funny to watch. He's a, he's lightning in a bottle, you know? You never quite know what's going to happen when you open the bottle. Yep. He's great. He's, he's, he's being productive as a receiver. You know, as I mentioned, our tight ends are doing a great job. I mean, you know, the touchdown pass to Smythe was great to see. What a great play call, huh? Yes. I mean, just yes. outstanding. And everybody play going call. the other way. He was wide open. And wide open. And you know what? The play before Mike, I thought was a good play call as well, where they threw like the little screen to the running back on the ins, like in the slot, yes. literally. Yes. It wasn't even on the outside. It was, it was on, it was in the slot basically. But the defender just made an outstanding play. Mm-hmm. Um, what they did was they came back with another great call right behind that. I mean, fantastic play call. I mean, can't give him enough credit. I mean, I okay. don't agree. Now, I'm okay. going to say this. He called me an hour earlier and said, yes. damn it, these play calls. Conservative <laughs> at yeah. times. My yeah. goodness. I mean, you know, it's like, let you know. Now, when you call like that, I just let you rant because there's there's no reasoning with you. But I would have said to you, <laughs> <laughs> I would have said to you, you know, he's playing a young, young quarterback. They're they're not going to be wide open, you know. They're they're going to pick their spots, and and that's exactly what they've done. They pick their spots. Yeah, second and ten, Mike running the ball out of a straight, you know, I know. base offense. I I you know you got to throw the ball four or five yards down the field. I mean that's conservative. Well, I mean, what you're hoping to do there, you know, let's pick up six yards and put yourself in a manageable third down situation. But it doesn't always work out that way. Right. Exactly. I mean, but. It, my issue is is that they show that if you're going to show that you're running the ball, then 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 play action and pass the ball. I mean, if if you show if you're in shotgun, and you know you're showing pass and you want to run a draw, I can understand that. But you know, I did some of the play calling. I just you know at times it, it's just frustrating. Putting me. the year in a bucket, I think Gailey's done a phenomenal job. He has. I mean, he's done. He's done. There are spots you get a little annoyed, but I think, by and large, he's done a phenomenal job. Yep. I mean, you know, I think that, uh, you know, overall, you know, we've got to be happy. I think that going forward, as we mentioned with the schedule, he's going to have to come up with some wrinkles because um, we're going to need to score some points in some of these football games. There's no question about it no question well about look it. we're not as good as kansas city now whether we get lucky that day and the ball bounces our way who knows you know but you know we're, we're, we're that's uncharted waters right now for this team we'll see what happens when we get there mm-hmm. but uh you know they played the chargers tough they played the cardinals tough they played the uh rams tough and you know uh, the 49ers tough like they haven't played anybody not tough this right. year i mean they've you know, they've played every single game this year, whether win or lose, you know, nip and tuck. And um, Other yeah. than maybe the first Patriot game, the very first game of the season, I just don't think they were ready for that game. Yeah, I, I think if they got any kind of offense from that game, you know, it would have been different. They just made Newton just kill them, and that's yeah. that's basically all they did. But uh, listen, it, the, the, key to, the key to all of this is the fact that We've sat here for the last 30 minutes or so, and we've talked about so many different aspects of this football team, so many different players on this football team. It's not an individual. It's not Ricky Williams running for 200 exactly. yards and Carolina throwing offense. for 400 yards. Right. It's, it's, it's team effort. When you have 
this type of football going on on both sides of the football and so many key contributors week in and week out, uh, that's when you become a dangerous football team because you don't, as, as a team that's preparing for us, you just don't know where it's coming from. I mean, yeah, you can, you know, you can double up on Agba, but we're going to blitz you. you that's, know? What they and, did. that's what they did yesterday, and he still had a sack. Absolutely. And so that's, again, let, where, where Wilkins' loss hurts you because if Wilkins there, he's probably the guy they, getting doubled. Right. Or they double-team both of them or they keep yeah. a running back in to, to help right. chip, whatever right. the case but, may be. Yeah, you're taking somebody out of, out of uh, coverage. Out of, Right, out of the picture, right? Somebody who's not free, and um, you know that—that's what—that—that's the great thing about football and understanding it is the fact that when when teams have to counter with with different elements, it takes away from how much they can actually do as an offense attacking your defense, and that's what we're beginning to see. To where you know. Uh, they may be sending their two receivers downfield and keeping guys in for mass protection. And, um, you know, we're, we're doing a great job all over the place. We're outnumbering them when we're blitzing. They don't have enough guys if they're going to double team guys. I mean, that's what you have to look at and you have to understand. And, um, you know, it, it, it's great to watch. And the fact that, you know, next year we've got four draft picks early, you know, we've got uh, two first rounders and two second rounders. I mean, it's really – I think it's going to get even better than this. Well, hopefully if they pick the right people. <laughs> yep. You know, that, that that all falls in Greer's lap. It's up to him to, you know, grab guys that are either going to develop or are ready to play now. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of holes left here. Yes, there team. is. We'll talk about that as we go forward. Yep. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about Tui yesterday. Mm-hmm. He became the first rookie quarterback in our history to win his first three starts. Kind of cool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's the first quarterback in Dolphin history not to throw an interception in uh, his first three starts. And <laughs> he, he joins Carson Wentz as the only quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era to accomplish that. That's great. He should have had one yesterday. Mike. He should have had two, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, not to cut you off, but, you know, why we're on it real quick. Yeah, Let me just that, touch on it. Yeah, you're going to talk about the one that went through the linebacker's hands, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to talk about the one that bounced up in the air that nobody was able to come down with. Yeah. Now, that one that went through his hands, I was like, how <laughs> yeah. in the hell did yeah. that happen? I mean, I, don't I know. It, it, it just went it went literally right through his It's head. like the ball shrunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. I mean he Maybe had it got, was a Brady football. I think Tua does a lot of praying, you know. I mean he's I he think does. he's somewhat a, a religious yeah. fella. And uh I'll tell you what, his prayers, you know, helped him quite a bit on that one because God <laughs> God had something to do with that guy not catching that pass, but or that 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 uh, that throw. But go ahead, Mike. Well, I believe the shul is looking down on the Dolphins and helping them out. So that, mm-hmm. that's my theory. All right, I like that. Now, getting back to uh, Tua, mm-hmm. he had five touchdown passes with no picks in his three starts. He's produced a passer rating over a hundred in each of the last two games: one twenty-two three against Arizona and one hundred six nine against the Chargers. He has five touchdown passes, which I mentioned. Now, those have gone to five different receivers. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mac Hollins, that's Jim's guy, uh, Jakeem Grant, and Durham Smythe. Uh, the Dolphins started one and three. They're now six and three. That's their best start since 2001. And obviously, they've won five in a row. 20 years, Mike. We talk about 20 years, yep. right? 
Yeah. Go ahead. Now, we watched Tua, <laughs> after the bad snap, run 44 yards after Nick Vigil and, and try and steal the ball from him. Well, he wasn't successful in stealing the ball, but he did tackle him. Yeah, that was so. – that that and <laughs> – you know, my son called me yesterday and he was like, oh, God, you know, he's like, please don't hurt yourself trying to tackle this Yeah, guy. it makes you a little nervous, it right? Makes you don't you want nervous. nobody falling on him, you know? Not, not on a stupid play like that, you know yeah. I mean? But, uh, yeah, that was, you know, that that was brutal. But go ahead. Now, listen, you and I were both very high on the way Fitz was playing, but I got to give Flores credit for making the switch. Listen to this. Since taking over, Tua is 8 of 10 in red zone possessions as well as four of six on third downs in those possessions with four touchdowns. Fitz was eight of 15 and one of six with a TD and interception on third down in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 the performance there is not comparable. No, it's not. No, there's no way. I mean, listen, the, the fact that they were playing well at the time, um, you know, that, that was my number one concern. But I said it over and over again, Mike, um, and you just mentioned Flores. I didn't agree with it, but I had the confidence in the fact that he knew what he was doing because, right. you know, listen. we, we You we, said we, that at the time. Right. We're, we comment on things. We, we throw our opinions out there. And, you know, I mean, I'm never going to back down from an opinion. You know, I felt that, you know, the team was, was rolling along and the offense was – to a point, very crisp, other than the statistic you just mentioned, the fact that we kept kicking field goals in the red zone. He was and getting them in the red zone. <laughs> he was getting them up and down the field. Right. I mean, and the, the offense looked like they were a machine, you know, and the offense doesn't necessarily look as crisp right now, but when they're in the red zone, they're scoring points, and that's all that matters. But, you know, getting back to Flores, you know, the comment I made was that plain and simple, we have to trust in him. We don't see what's going on in practice week in and week out. So if he feels he's ready, then we have no choice but to believe in him. And um, I'll tell you what, everything that he's done up to this point has been uh, on the positive side. So yeah. we're just going to keep rolling with him. It's that I simple. got some more notes here I want to sure. read real quick. Uh, they did not allow a sack for the first time since October 2018 against the Bears. Think about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> they reached 21 points for their eighth consecutive game. That's their longest streak since 2001-2002. <laughs> Again, a couple of decades. Wow. The Dolphins have scored at least 17 points in the first half in each of their past five games, their longest streak since at least 2000. <laughs> now, last night, Baltimore wasn't able to create a turnover against New England, and the Dolphins now have the NFL's longest streak of games with one takeaway at 16. <laughs> Quarterback Nick Needham, who dropped Herbert for a 13-yard loss in the first quarter, became the 10th different Dolphin to register a sack this season. That's that's what we talked about right that's at That's exactly right out of the what we talked about, yeah. Right. With uh, Williams being placed on injured reserve with a foot injury he suffered against Arizona last week, Grant stepped up. I mean, he only caught four passes for 43 yards, but they were all key to sustaining drives. And uh, he was fighting for extra yards on third down to keep Miami driving the ball. Uh, also, he continuously put Miami in great field position returning punts with uh, 57 return yards. And he said, as he always says, 
I'm a receiver before a returner, and my number was called today. Um, I went out there and showed everyone that I'm not just a return man. I'm a receiver, too. I'm the total package. I'm not going to argue with him. I think he is the total package. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he's a number one or number two receiver because I don't believe that because of his size. I just think there's limitations there. He's playing well. Welker wasn't a big guy either, and Welker, you know, caught yeah, but the ball he, I think 10, he's smaller than ago. he's smaller than Welker. He, he he might be, but not by the point is this: is that it, given the opportunity, he's being productive. And again, you know, I want to see him targeted more. It, we're going to need him. I mean, you know, yep. uh, Williams isn't going to be around for a few more weeks, so uh, he's going to have to step up, and he did. Uh, yesterday, he was our leading receiver. I mean, he only had 43 yards, but he made some big plays. He they had were the big, big yards, right? He had the big touchdown after Parker, you know, was called out of bounds. And let, let's go back to a few of the things you mentioned in regard to the sacks, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it wasn't long ago to where our offensive line was just pathetic. I mean, you can't, it, it, you can't not, you can't throw away the fact that Fitzpatrick was running for his life half the time last year, okay? Then this is just a year ago with this offensive right. line. I mean, right. any other quarterback would have been sacked 10 times a game if Fitzpatrick was still getting sacked a decent amount of times last year. So we're not that far removed from what we saw just a year ago, okay? Now, point number two that you brought up just a few minutes ago, the amount of points being scored. When Tannehill was here a couple of years back, we would go in the halftime with six points on the board, two field goals at halftime. The fact that we're scoring 17 points and and putting the amount of points up on the board week in and week out, we're not that far removed from that either. So, <laughs> you know, listen, I, I have a very good memory, and I know you do too. And, you know, the fact that you're bringing up these type of points is a great thing because people can't forget about how frustrating this team was to watch as recent as last year. You know, the sacks were just a constant issue, a constant, the pressure on our quarterbacks. The first seven games last year were atrocious. Oh, absolutely horrible. And again, you know, going back to, you know, we take away last year, you know, and go back just two years ago and the amount of points that we were scoring. I mean, our defense was just keeping us in football games and you know we'd go in the half losing 14 to 6 or you know 10 to 6 or or 7 to 6 I mean it was a constant thing week in and week out so you know the fact that you know we're doing things completely different just tells you that this team is nowhere near where they were a year ago and they're they're way way they're far far removed from what they were two years ago um so Again, all the credit to the coaching staff. You know, the players, you know, they, they've done a fantastic job, but it just starts with uh, the preparation and, and the coaching and the philosophies and the schemes. And, um, and from there, you know, the players have to execute, and to their credit, they have. Lewis, our starting position yesterday, average was our own 46. The Chargers <laughs> began on average at their own 23. Outstanding. Now, that tells you an awful lot about the special teams and the punter and, and Grant's returns and all of that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that you see it visibly there. Yep. Big difference. And, you know, Mike, the defense gets the other team off the field late in games as well, too. That's another thing that we just didn't do a very good job of yep. in years past. You know, they've come up with some big stops 
and and getting the ball back to our offense at times. You know, and as you're watching games, and I only watch it once. You know, I don't go back and watch game film or or anything after you know after the fact. But I think if we go back week in and week out, you know, we're going to realize that the defense has just come up with some really big stops in the second half of football games that have allowed us to win some of these games. So oh, I don't know. They're playing. They're playing incredible football. I mean, you know, they they are dominating other teams, and it may not necessarily say that on the scoreboard, mm-hmm. but they are. I mean, you watched that game yesterday, and you were relatively comfortable uh, for most of it. You know, yes, uh, and that's what you want to see. You want to see a team that goes out there and battles and gets in a position to win a game in the fourth quarter, and that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm pr- I'm pretty happy. I mean that 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 win yesterday meant a lot to me because I like I said I thought that was a team that was going to give them problems and it was the other way around. I mean they gave the Chargers the problems. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty encouraged. I mean you know I I think we can beat Denver uh, in Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we'll talk about it more Wednesday. I'm sure. sure. But I'm looking forward to that game and uh, I think this streak can continue for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to love it. You got to love it. Tua. And they're Austin. grooming this quarterback at the same time. It's mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so great. You look at the draft picks this year, Mike, and the guys that have already contributed. You know, you got Tua. You got yeah. Austin Jackson. Yeah. You've got Raquan Davis, Brandon mm-hmm. Jones, Kinley, as you right. mentioned earlier. Malcolm Perry, he actually. I mentioned that Kinley had a good game yesterday, but uh, Jackson did not. But, you know, he he didn't get the quarterback killed. So, you know, he's he's learning as he goes. No sacks. And, you know, he started from day one. He's going to learn. But my point is, is that these are guys, and and Malcolm Perry as well, you know, Uh these are all guys that came out of. Uh, this year's draft, and they're they're making plays. They're getting playing time. I mean, it's good. It's fun to watch. Yep, yep. They're getting return on their investments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I like to look at it. Yep. You know, because that's really what it is. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wednesday we'll uh, come back with Jim and we'll talk about the Broncos. All righty. Are there any other takeaways that you took out of yesterday's game you want to get off your chest before we uh, close the show? No, I think we're good. We covered just about all the players and and the coaching over and over again. And uh, we did. It's a, it's know. such a good feeling, you know. It's just such mm-hmm. a good feeling to uh, turn on the football, you know, on Sunday, and uh, you're starting to feel like we have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yep, yep. It's a good feeling. Absolutely. A couple more wins and. Uh, you know, we're going to be right in position, right where we want to be going into yeah. December. So, yeah. all right. And I don't want to get too far ahead, you know, Lewis, because this team may not be ready for that, but we'll see. We'll see. You, you, look around the NFL, you look around the NFL, Mike, and week in and week out, it doesn't look like uh, half. Anybody's ready. Probably 75% of the teams are ready. You I'll know, tell you what, the, the Bills looked ready yesterday until they didn't. Well, there you go. I mean, the W's, you know, the W's are all that matters. And, um, you know, we keep getting them and people keep saying, how in the hell? Uh You know, the Rams come back. They win a big game yesterday. I mean, all these teams that we we beat, they come right back and they basically play better football. They play better football against other teams. So, you know, the Cardinals are a perfect example. We beat them last week, and the Bills were in the same position yesterday. 
What an incredible finish in that game, that Cardinal game. That was just a phenomenal catch. It was a phenomenal throw. Yep. Great football right there. Absolutely. Yep. All right, Lewis. All right. See you on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Lewis, you thanks, you know, for joining me this afternoon. Very welcome. And uh, fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. On the Denver we go. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 